What is going on, all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? This is Brian Fred 16 coming to you with my take on Stephen ML clarifying his statements on the anti strike comments uh, made in um, this past weekend's Galaxy Comic Con rally. Um, to start things off, if you're new to this channel, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BrianFert16. And you can, of course, follow the Daily Planet on Twitter and Instagram also, Daily Planet um, DC, for more updates and for more news. So we're going to get into this. Um, so basically what happened was just that Stephen Amell, who's famous, known for his role of playing Green Arrow, the Emerald Archer in um, Star City, in the, in the show Arrow, uh, made comments about the SAG-AFTRA um, Writers Guild strikes that have been going on since July 14th. And he basically quoted, and I, and I quote, um, he said basically that, I do not support striking. I do not. I think that is a reductive negotiating tactic. And I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Now, as I watched that, I saw I saw this on a soundbite on Twitter um, as I was just I'm scrolling through looking for anything to kind of talk about, which I usually do for my podcast right now. And I found I found this and I just wanted to give you my take on it. And when I watched the soundbite, I couldn't help but wonder why Emel, all right, an actor who portrayed a hero who has been progressive and a staunch crusader for social issues, not just a badass who, you know, does all these martial arts moves and these acrobatics, you know, because the character of Green Arrow, I mean, originally he was made as an analog to uh, an analog to Batman, basically a Batman with a bow and arrow, but dressed as Robin Hood under Domino mask. But in the Bronze Age of comics in the 1970s, when um, Dick Dillon, comic creators Dick Dillon, uh, the late uh, Dennis or Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams got their hands on the Green Arrow. They revamped his costume and they revamped his character into this more progressive um, crusader, if not liberal. And Oliver Queen, like Bruce Wayne, was a rich man with a vast fortune. But um, in this comic, I think it was Justice League of America number 75. I mean, he goes through a lot. I mean, good. I mean, kind of like an identity crisis, if you will. And what happens is that he um, sees a psychiatrist and somehow, I think the story goes, is that somehow he gets himself split in two. A good version of Oliver and more like an aggressive, evil doppelganger. And um, toward the end, towards the end of the comic, he, um, he basically beats his doppelganger who is robbing a drugstore. And it starts off it, it begins his actual it actually begins a, a character change of him defending the little defending the little man being a crusader and being more of like you know being a crusader for social justice if you will and bringing up like social ills such as racism the environment among other things and neil adams and dennis o'neill would do uh, would actually have this famous comic issue called Green Lantern slash Green Arrow, and it would, it would sort of like talk about that. It would actually talk about those social issues with Green Arrow educating not only Green Lantern but us, the readers, about these social issues. And I feel like it was sort of like CNN's Crossfire and Fox News Hannity and Holmes and Crystal Balls and Sagar and Genty's um, Breaking Points, um, but in comic form. So I feel like. Almost, uh, I want to. Um, I almost want to say that, in a sense, that 
Green um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow was a precursor to those shows. Funny enough, but in comic book form. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, okay. But anyway, going back to the character of Green Arrow, he was just this progressive. Um, he was this progressive fighter, not just a vigilante who believed in social rights and all that, and you know, social issues. Whereas with ML, I feel like, and going back to the soundbite of what he said, I mean, first of all, you're entitled to your own opinion. No question about it. It's our First Amendment. But so is striking, too. Striking is our First Amendment, right? And when he said those words in that con at that panel at that convention, to me, I felt like he almost... He, honestly, he almost looked like Bob Iger, the Disney CEO, in my opinion. And, you know, basically it's... Uh, to, I feel like the actors would tell him that he failed the SAG-AFTRA union, like, you failed this city, like his his most iconic line. But um, Julie Benson pretty much beat everyone to that because she said you failed this union. And, you know, he claimed to stand with the union, though, but if you do stand with the union, why would you say something like that? And as you can see on the screen, ladies and gentlemen, um, he did clarify his um, apology and all that. He, you know, he didn't create a, I mean, excuse me, he um, set up an apology. He clarified his statements, you know, but at the same time, the deal is done, man. Like you, you said what you said. And, you know, I think there's, I mean, I, everyone's, here's the thing. Everyone is entitled to, you know, everyone deserves redemption, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we I mean all of us at once in a while put our foots in our mouths and whatever. But at the same time, you and this is to Stephen Amell. It's like you're a famous, you know, you're famous, dude. I mean, you played a superhero who you you you're playing a superhero, and not only that, but a superhero who in history was a progressive crusader. Now, I don't know if you ever read the comics, actually, though, but. And I don't, I didn't read that much Green Arrow, um, I'll confess so, but I read enough to know that he's sort of like a social issue, you know, he's a guy who addresses social issues and tries to educate um, everyone in the Justice League, especially Green Lantern, who's seemingly staunchly conservative, or just, um, yeah, staunchly conservative or legalistic about stuff, you know, about these social issues. And it kind of reminds me of when I was watching that soundbite, I thought of like working actors, okay, who have to work regular nine to five jobs, uh, who have to work these gigs in order to stay afloat while they're honing their craft. And one actress that does come to mind um, is Renee Felice Smith, who played Nell Jones in NCIS Los Angeles for 11 seasons, 11 seasons. And you would think that she'd be getting royalties from all that though, but lo and behold, she's struggling too. And she's part, of course, she's um, striking along with her fellow actors and actresses and i and she said this and uh it was in a youtube channel called a more perfect union i recommend that you constant listeners go watch that it's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good documentary channel they talk a whole lot about social issues such as the sac afro writers guild strikes and among other things even the ups strike too but um so going back to smith she said this in a quote what was the work for uh, my labor line, uh, the my labor um, lines the pockets of these executives, and to what benefit in return, right? Okay, they're still profiting of my performance, and I can't even go to a general practitioner to for a sore throat, or if I have a sore throat. And in that video, there was a soundbite they released, and they they also released it on TikTok too. Again, a more perfect union. And she talked about how Sagafra sent her a letter saying that. 
she was no longer qualified for health insurance. You know how devastating that would be? Especially if you, you know, just imagine if you had a pre-existing condition or a loved one, for instance, that you're looking after, and then to be told one day that you don't have health insurance, that is devastating, all right? And I feel like with Stephen M. Mel, it's like, did you really think um, before you're going to, you know, did you really think um, about this before? You know, I mean, I mean, maybe it was like a, it was in the, oh, he was in the moment. But I kind of wonder if he really thought about what he was going to say, because, I mean, there's a reason why these people are striking. Okay. It's not just for higher wages. It's to earn a, or excuse me, scratch that. It's not just for a fair wage, it's to for a fair way of living too, because actors are human, they're not robots. And some of them have a litany of issues that they have to they have to deal with in order to continue their the lives that they live. Mental health issues, um, like I mentioned before, pre existing conditions. Just like you and me, they're human. And I think that's one of the things about the strike that is making us realize that no, it's not so glamorous in Tinseltown or Hollywood or the actor's life is not the sexiest life. I mean, it's a fun life. Don't get me wrong, but it requires a lot of work and a lot of hustling. And I don't know if Stephen Amell forgot about that, you know, because once upon a time he was a struggling actor. I mean, he mentioned it in a, I think he mentioned it in a podcast, um, this side, um, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, if I'm not mistaken, he talked about that. So he of all people should know, you know what I mean? And, you know, okay, yeah, he says he supports his fellow union, though. But, the you know, the striking thing was a bit... Uh, you pulled a Bob Iger there, brother. So, and it also kind of makes me wonder um, what the comic creators behind Green Arrow, okay, would say. You know, Dick Dillon, Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, the people who revamped Green Arrow would say. Or Fran Dresser, like, what would they, like, like come on, dude, like, really? And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much my take. It's a short video. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of, this is a short video. So, I mean, I just woke up, so, <laughs> but I mean, I just wanted to give you my take on the whole thing and that, you know, just to be honest with you, all of you constant listeners, I'm in no way condemning or judging Stephen Amell. Um, like I said, a lot of times we have moments where we put our foots in our mouths. So, but in the end of the day, we're human though, but you know, again, I feel like his fame, Stephen Amell's fame and his privilege, okay? I'm going to use that word, privilege. Um, that holds a lot of weight. You know, when, when you say certain things, like, that fame and privilege, you know, really amplifies that. And you really need to be careful with what you say, you know? And also, too, I think there was a, within the soundbite, he said, like, not, not everyone knows about the strikes. I mean, which is, you know, not everyone at the convention, though. But come on, dude, you know, don't you think these people read social media? Or if they don't even read an article, at least they they look at their social media and they probably see something on Zach Aftra or, you know, the strikes and all that. Be better, man. But you know, that's that's my piece. So, thank you all, um, constant listeners, for listening and for viewing. I'm going to be doing more videos of um, comic related news or popular culture cosplay related news. And again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at BrianAvert16 and on Instagram, BrianAvert16 and Daily Planet at um, Daily Planet DC and oh, the podcast too at um, Earth16 um, Geek Talk or Earth16 Podcast on Twitter and Earth16 Geek Talk on Instagram. 
Thank you so much, and stay ever so awesome. This is Brian Ford 16 signing out.